Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. We mentioned at the end of our Coco review, which just dropped today as Ben and I record this, um, that we didn't know what the hell was going to happen with the podcast for the next two weeks, and this is our first attempt at trying something a little different. How is it different, you might ask? Well, this episode is just going to be two people. The aforementioned on the other podcast, Lauren, is uh, not interested in seeing the movie we're going to discuss. Did I mention what we're discussing? Uh, not yet. Okay, we're going to discuss The Disaster Artist. And John, I don't, we, we didn't want to wait another week for John. Sorry, John. Uh, we'll gladly hear your um, thoughts on The Disaster Artist the next time we talk about what we've been watching. Ben and I have been fortunate enough to see it, and we're just going to focus on talking about that this week, know what we've been watching, and all that fun stuff. We're just going to do the normal review format with that we have, where we'll just briefly discuss what we thought about the movie in question, and then we'll do a bunch of spoilers talk. So um, it'll probably be a shorter, hopefully shorter episode. I don't know if uh, Ben and I have an hour of disaster artist conversation <laughs> in us. Maybe if he just quotes the whole Rue movie, we might be able to get there. But I will do my I best. I don't know if we want to put you through that. So, um, yeah. Ben, um, tell us your relationship with The Room and what you thought of The Disaster Artist. So I knew about The Room's existence uh, for a few years, um, and I had only seen it last year because uh, a couple co-workers of mine let me borrow their copy of on DVD, and it was hysterical. It's so bad that it's, it's funny. Um, I can easily see why it's been coined the uh, Citizen Kane of bad movies. It is just painfully, hilariously bad. Now, after seeing this and hearing, oh, James Franco is going to play uh, Tommy Wiseau in The Disaster Artist, I was very excited. I had very high expectations uh, for this movie, and I would say it met pretty much all of them. Uh, I was constantly laughing. Uh, probably the funniest movie I saw this year. Um, I don't think I... What? Bold statement. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of pretty funny movies this year, but I think The Disaster Artist, I, my sides were actually hurting, physically hurting when I left that theater. That it's, It was just so fun. Did you stay through the credits, Ben? Uh, yes, where they did okay. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. Oh. Just stay through the credits, especially if you're a fan of The Room. Um, it's that they're... They, it's just basically a deleted scene from the middle of the movie where Tommy Wiseau comes and him and he has a conversation with James Franco's Tommy Wiseau. And it's very funny whether wait, you've seen the wait, room or not. I did not see that. Oh, you just watched the... the, the yeah. You, what? Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Shit, now yeah. I have to go see it again. Which, yeah, so yeah that's not a big problem, actually. I, no, once. yeah, at the end... Um, it's 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 at the party on the rooftop where 
Oh my god, that's... Gerard Car... Where he's... Yeah. Uh, James Franco's talking... Dave Franco's talking to Gerard Carmichael. And... Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau comes over and they start... It's, it was really funny. You should... It's yeah, worth watching I'll, again. I'll Not that you weren't going to see, gonna see again. it again. Um, okay. Sorry, I cut you off. No, but. it's... Uh, I just... I really enjoyed it overall. Um, I think it's a movie that also... In a sense, it, there are times where it kind of lives on cameos, which is fine because they're all great. Uh... I don't know if it lives on those. Though. I think I mean, there are certain I mean, parts. Like you and I, our favorite, our favorite scene was was a cameo. We both loved that. Yeah, but um, but he he didn't just show up and. He was like two scenes. Yeah, but 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 still, I mean, it someone being really good in one scene doesn't necessarily make it. A, if it was just a regular actor, you'd have been like, "That guy's amazing." You wouldn't have said it was a cameo. You know, like he came on and did really good work. It wasn't funny just because he showed up. It was funny because he was really funny in yeah. the scene. Yeah, okay, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I know um, I know what you're saying, but I'm I think if yeah. And then, uh, did you see it at the the draft house? I saw it both times at the draft house. Yeah. Okay, so did you see the little the little intro from? Uh, Why so? No, I I actually missed that because I came into the theater right at seven, oh, and they they didn't have it before the press thing. The so thing. if you get a chance and you're in the and you're in San Francisco, see it in the Alamo Draft House. Uh, there's a little like you know, don't talk before the in, during the movie, little spiel by Tommy Wiseau, the 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 guy this this book and movie are about. Uh, so. My brother and I both thought that was just hysterical. What did you think about it, Zach? Um, well, like I said, I've seen it twice. I saw it once with at a press screening, and then um, I had previously bought tickets with a group of friends to see it this weekend because a friend of mine is a big James Franco fan. She still found him attractive, even as Tommy was so. <laughs> well, she must have had a lot of fun with this one then. <laughs> I was happy to see it twice. I, I quite enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. I think I laughed a little bit more the second time. I think that also has to do with the crowd, I think, was a little more in the tank. for. There was definitely a lot more room fans in oh, attendance. Yeah, yeah. Like my, the, so when I saw it, um, the last time I heard laughter like that was in Deadpool, but the, the only, you know, the, the infamous, oh, hi, Mark. Mm-hmm. When that when that line is is spoken, uh, the only time I've ever heard that heard heard that much cheering in a theater was in episode seven when they saw the Millennium Falcon. Like that's the hype that the theater I had. Um, well, that's the hype they had. Yeah, um, I want to talk about that dichotomy of my experience. Who I should clarify here: I have not seen the room. I. I'm very intrigued to see The Room after seeing the movie, so I think it was successful <laughs> in that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the cast is pretty... It is definitely one of the better comedic casts I've really seen in a long time. I mean, every single bit player is, like, a really great comedian that, you know, like, you know, Jason Musakis uh, and, uh, what's his name, from Broad City, um... Hannibal Burris, you know, like oh, they're in like yeah, they're in like okay. two scenes together, and yeah. <laughs> they're they're not even like incredibly funny, but they are like really good act comedic actors bringing so much to the tone of the movie, 
And uh, Paul Shear is great and actually a pretty big role, um, as is Seth Rogen, does a great job as well, popping in. But even uh, Josh Hutchinson is really funny. Yeah, like, it took me a, like, I had to double take when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan Fielder from Nathan For You pops in, and he plays one of the characters from the actual movie as well, and it's really quite funny. Jackie Weaver plays... Uh, the mom of the main female character in the movie. And she's just like, I don't know, like just everybody, Franco, who directed the film, um, just got so much out of his cast and crew here, including his brother, who is definitely more the straight man of the group. But I think, I mean, I think we've seen Dave Franco show some versatility over the uh, last few years. And he turned in a real kind of like all shucks goofy guy performance i think here that um just seeing a couple bits of the actual room movie in the in the credits of this movie uh was it i think he kind of nailed the vibe that the real what's that guy's name uh, greg greg sestero i believe okay. um, um yeah who wrote the book this movie is based on and played Mark in the the room. Yeah, so the first half of this movie is the build-up to when they start shooting the room, basically. And then the second half is the shooting, and the finale is... The first screening the, the, of the, the first screening of, which I would like to know, Do you, have you read on the history of the film at all? Is that how that actually went, or was that created for dramatic purposes? I don't know. I've, I'm curious. Um... I'm not specifically sure which part you're talking about. So when we get into spoilers, I mean, the, um, I mean the actual screening of the movie. Like, yeah, it was like it go, one theater. But did it go that way? The premiere, or was that kind of? Do you know? Do you know? I, if you don't know, that's fine. I I was just curious. If, do you mean what? like the audience's reaction? Yes. Yes. I don't know off the top of my head. No. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Although I do know uh, his little thing at the end, the way he tries to kind of play it. Uh, that mm-hmm. is true. That is very yeah. much what he tried to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought there was a great little... There was a great little line I caught in the movie. It's almost a little throwaway line, but it's uh, Tommy saying, I don't like comedies. You know I don't like comedies. Um, that's a line in the movie. So if there's any... And he, if there's any and he went on to whether, make one of the most unintentionally funny movies of yeah. all time. Um. But before we jump into spoilers, James Franco really is kind of incredible in this movie. Yeah, um, like, like when I heard Oscar buzz, I'm like, how, how can, how can he be that good in a movie like this? And then <clears throat> after seeing it, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not just an impersonation. He brings so much like pathos and sadness and like depth to Tommy and. Yeah, like, I actually, I want to learn more about Tommy because of, not because of the room, uh, but because of the disaster artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, the, the movie is really sad sometimes, like, uh, yeah. for as, for how funny it is, and it's, but it's never, like, a cheap sadness, it's not like we're... And I was worried it was going to linger too far in the, the drama territory, and I'm really glad it, it it didn't. Like, it was able to snap back to to comedy very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it does a good job of bouncing back and forth for sure. Um, but Franco, he's already won a couple of the first little precursor. Out of New York, he's won. Actually, I should look that up as we're sitting here. LA Film Critics. They probably didn't give it to him because they like to counterbalance with New York film critics. Um, but um, the Gotham Awards, which is a New York-based one, and um, the New York Film Critics Circle gave him Best Actor, actually. And those are good boosts to getting into the actual game. I would just, I would love to see him get into the Best Actor race just because it's such a kind of out there comedic performance. I mean, um, I think I think he deserves a nomination. I don't think he deserves mm-hmm. the win per se. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what he's up against. Um, That's but true. He yeah. he. I mean, he gave one of the best performances I've seen this year. I mean, it was. I, I would agree. Yeah. It was really great. Um, he got runner-up from L.A. He lost to uh, Timothy Chalamet, who is uh, in the lead in Call Me By Your Name. He's actually in Lady, Lady Bird as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that does it for non-spoiler talk, unless Ben's got anything he wants to throw in there. Um, I just, I think... Uh... As great as James Franco was, I thought uh, Dave Franco was almost <clears> as good. Like, I think James had more of a chance to shine because of, you know, who he was in the movie. Tommy Wiseau was much more of an oddball character. But I, I thought Dave sold uh, Greg Sestero almost as well. So mm-hmm. I thought, I thought he, both the leads were amazing. Yeah, he... He does a really good job of being the rock at the center of the movie. And yeah, I would agree. He's, he's, he, he's, he's a very good leading man on his own account. And, um, I, I think we've gotten to the point where he's not just, I, I got past this point a while ago, but he's not just James Franco's brother anymore. I think he's a guy. Oh no, he's like, he has a movie. I mean, it's not like his greatest movie, but I always liked him from, um, what was it, uh, 21 Jump Street? Like, I just thought he was pretty good in that, and ever since then I've kind of had my eye on him. Yeah. Nerve with him and Emma Roberts yeah. is actually He's really a good really in too. underrated movie, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, um, yeah, so with that, we're going to jump into some spoilers so spoilers sure spoilers 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 all right um so i have to say i think my favorite line both times seeing the movie was um when they're about to leave san francisco and greg's mom is like oh yeah i just turned 13 and he's like it's like oh happy birthday (laughs) for for me it was uh seth rogan just like you should probably you know you know smell the dress before you kill yourself or you shoot yourself (laughs) in the head i disagree that that was just uh how does that scene play out did it did he edit it to more properly yeah no it's not it's not that egregious yeah okay um (laughs) 
And it's funny because I, um, I, I haven't read the book, but I've heard people's accounts of it, and they say, like, the the sex scenes, like, everyone in the theater, or, like, in the, the studio was just aghast, just appalled by all of that. So I think they did a really good job with, with uh, how they did that in The Disaster Artist. Just James Franco with that little bag and <laughs> totally on top of her belly button, just... Oh my god. Um, yeah, that was a very that was a great scene that actually that's kind of one of the pivot points of the movie. Uh, actually, it starts it gets a little darker at that point. Um, yeah. And isn't that that's where he mentions the that you spend like what 5 million at that point on Yeah. On the movie? Is that where he asks about the beard then that scene too? Is that the end of that scene? I think that that's later? a little later cuz he, okay. he does that after um, they move out, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that scene had a lot of really good dramatic tension and interesting character stuff going on, but was also finding the laughs in that moment as well. And, um, yeah, I think that sex scene was weirdly, it's a great reflection of how diverse this movie really was. It wasn't just like a, Hey, let's make fun of this guy. And if, and if I movie. if I remember correctly, um, in the room, there's like three scenes like that, and those oh, are the boy. only scenes in the movie where there's any music playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so. Actually, let's talk about that. Um, have you coming from the angle of having seen the movie, and me coming from not seeing the movie? I I'm just curious how how the recreations played for you. I mean, was it like, oh, I already know that? Was it? It was. Cool it was like to one see of, it recreated. Yeah, uh, it was I, like one of those, you know, you know, seeing the comic book character on screen for the first time, like, oh, they're gonna do that thing. Like it was that kind of excitement, that uh, anticipation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I think the theater I was in, a lot of them had seen it because when when he does the first, oh hi Mark, people just lost their minds. Uh, it, yeah. Um, and my brother, who who went with me, he has not seen The Room. Mm-hmm. He said he just read a bit about Tommy Wiseau in the movie on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and he got the full impact of The Disaster Artist, uh, I think. Yeah, I don't think your impacts hurt, but I'm just curious, like, like when those fuckers start cheaping, like, for you, it's like... Oh yeah, oh, look what I they did. What that, but but, I know what but for from, me, yeah. I think I I did. You know, it's I'm just. Did I get like the double bonus of like having never seen the room of like oh this is funny and also like what the fuck is happening right now, you know like yeah um, I, I think it's actually it works both ways because it's like yeah. to to people who haven't seen it they're just like this is like you said it's so crazy it just is what the hell and then. For people who have, it's just like, oh god, this is exactly what it was like in the room. This is exactly what I expected, kind of. So, so you did get a sense of enjoyment at how accurately they were pulling oh, off. Yeah, the, totally. Yeah. And I and I loved the extra stuff they did too, like um, James Franco or uh, Tommy and Seth, that Tommy and uh, Greg playing football. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's that awful tuxedo football scene in the movie, so they did yeah. that even before that. So I just was like, oh god, this is what's going to inspire uh, the tuxedo football for for Tommy to put in his movie. Oh. <laughs> so I was, like, they, did, I was 
and the you're tearing me apart like mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's where he got that 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 line from okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah they i think that the the relationship between uh tommy and greg was just it was, it was really comp it was good like well, you felt yeah, they're brothers. the ebbs and flows and but i think i mean yeah i mean yes i get it they but have that chemistry but yeah. but i mean james franco is on another planet in this movie literally he's on <laughs> yeah, planet he, tommy and welcome he, to my planet <laughs> um they you know you 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 totally buy into the sincerity of their relationship like Greg's not just trying to grift on his, you know, the... His success or his... his the, yeah. or, or, well, you know, the, the, the wealth and riches that yeah, Tommy is able to afford him. And actually, that going back to that sex scene, um, <laughs> being one of the best scenes in the movie, when Tommy, <laughs> Tommy calls out Greg on, like, I give you all of this shit, you know, like... He is a bit ungrateful, but it's this weird thing because Tommy is also. Well, it's, yeah, it's like. Is Tommy, do you think Tommy's trying to buy friendship, or do you think he just no, never I think knew he's just, he's what just a he never had person. a friend before? Yeah, yeah, he's a generous person, and he sees like he sees that as a slight. But Greg, on that on the other hand, is like you know I see he sees Tommy's a good guy deep down. Mm -hmm. But it's also just so hard being his friend. Yeah. I don't know. He's got some pretty good dance moves. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I love the bits when the the of the like making of part. I think the first like from like when they go to buy the cameras through the aforementioned where we weren't mentioning the actor Zach Efron scene was probably the peak funniest stuff for that like when they're like yeah we're just gonna buy the cameras <laughs> yeah we, we're gonna shoot hd and film yep we're gonna do that uh we're gonna shoot we're gonna build this this uh alleyway set why not yeah. just use the alley right outside like uh i i i loved how it also captured like the first the first eight or nine days of that shoot i guess before tommy started acting like there was like a real good vibe around this. It was like, you know, yeah. it's a little weird, but it's like, we're then, making something real here. But like, then once he started. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, so when they, when they recorded all of his stuff, mm -hmm. most of it, they had to cut his audio and redo his lines. Yeah. You, you can, you could tell in yeah. the clips that they show that yeah. he was 80 yard a lot of the time. Yeah. And then, um. Is that his voice that they, did he re-record himself or yeah, did they get another yeah. actor? Okay. No, he, re he recorded that would have been something that would have been interesting if he got someone else um i also thought um we didn't touch on her in the previous part but ari grainer who played um she played the the female lead um uh, juliet juliet lisa? lisa yeah she was really really good and i actually i love her reaction in the premiere scene at the end of the movie um she did an amazing <laughs> job of just going from excitement to just absolutely horrified. What well, I, I loved her during the, the sex scene. She's just like, oh god, it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, I love the the opening where it's just like all the the celebrities talking about. It. It's like he's yeah. You know, oh, Adam Scott was so sincere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like and David Bride like, too. 
I was kind of bummed. Adam Scott felt like he could have been good in this movie, but um, yeah, uh, he might have been. I loved a, him where they had him. <laughs> yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh, the actually another one of my really favorite bits from the movie was, but it, it was like the one time they were clearly kind of breaking character. They just knew they had this great opportunity for comedy was when they were doing the casting call with all the women and Dave and James Franco are just clearly coming up with the most absurd possible yeah, things yeah, to tell them around. to do. Yeah. And, you know, whether that's, you know, I'm not someone that's like, everything's got to be truthful in this movie, but whether that was accurate or not to what Tommy was doing in there, it was still uh, an, a, a great comedic moment in a movie that and, it, and it's one of those things it's like i would assume the casting was close to that weird if it wasn't already you know? <laughs> like they, they probably didn't ex- embellish too much yeah i wonder how creepy it got too to be honest with you but i'm okay with that not being in the uh in the movie itself if it did get a little creepy so man that is crazy like i just looked up tommy Wiseau on uh on wikipedia it doesn't have his age no, I, I, yeah. I bought that at the end. That's it. Just, just go back to the, we reference, I referenced the after the credits scene. Tommy Wiseau is actually pretty good in that scene at the end of the movie. I'm not going to lie. Um, but is he playing uh, himself? Like, or like, no, he, he's playing someone else. He's no, playing but is a he like character. weird like himself? Is he like, is yeah, it, he's it's weird. Like, it's another dude like, who's just like Wiseau, essentially. I, I, don't, I don't know, but he's, he's really good at poking fun at himself as aka james franco um it's not like it was a hard thing for him to play necessarily but if he if he has gained some sort of sense of comedic purpose and timing and i don't know it actually might suit him uh like you know like bob odenkirk's character in the movie calls him out as being he should be a villain and you know, maybe there is something in it. Like, the guy clearly has a passion. Maybe he just needs to harness it in another arena that isn't dramatic acting, big yeah. James Dean style well, that's, whatever. It's funny because, like, um, he, like, Odenkirk's character even said, it's like, you could be a great villain. It's like, yeah. maybe he could. He could be, like, that eccentric villain. But well, he, sh- he should never be, like, the everyman. Ever. I mean, I mean he has charisma. Like... I, I don't think it's just James Franco's performance as him. There is something to him that, I don't know, maybe he could actually harness and maybe this director uh, of Best Friends or whatever is going to find a way to do that. So, um, yeah. Um, trying to think of anything else I really wanted to share about this before we maybe wrap it up. Did you have anything on the back of your head there? Um... No, I mean, I just, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, go see this movie. It's really funny. It's got some great heart to it. Um, and James Franco proves once again that he's an incredibly talented actor. Uh, and Dave is catching up real quick. I quite liked it. I thought it was quite good. And I think Ben might be right. It might be the fun. I'm, the only other, com- well, Lady Bird... I, and I haven't seen that yet, so I different, can't... Yeah. They're, but they're, they're different animals. Um, uh, Lady Bird is a very fun, funny movie as well. and um, But this is more a straight... I don't know. Maybe they are both equally dramatic and funny as well. 
the Meyerowitz stories, I also laughed quite a bit. At. Well, I feel like I feel like this was definitely more of a comedy than a drama. Yes, like it's a comedy with drama elements. I, uh, mm-hmm. From what I've heard, Lady Bird is a is a drama that just happens to be really funny. Mm. But like, I don't know. I think I think Lady Bird actually is a pretty good like. You'd walk away as like that was a good comedy, but you're not wrong. The Disaster Artist is definitely some of the most you'll laugh at a theater this year. And I and um, oh, like, there's also there's also Thor Ragnarok, also a very funny movie. Yeah, I got more laughs out of uh, yeah. Disaster Artist to be honest, mm-hmm. but um, Ben, who yep. loved who loved the Disaster Artist, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at the Grigsby Bear at or uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of the Row. Middle or, of Row. Oh yeah, excuse me, at Middle of Row. Or you can find us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Um, website is middleofrow.com. Uh, you can find me at Zach Goldenberg on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. And then do we have uh, Middle of Row dot Tumblr? Tumblr dot com. Uh, yeah. That covers all those bases. <laughs> um, as to what you'll hear on this feed next, I think I actually motivated this crew to actually watch a few movies to get anticipated for Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi. Um, we're, I'm still f- figuring out how it's going to come out, if it's just going to be one big episode, since we will not have one of those this week. I don't know if we want to go two straight weeks without one, so no. it might just be one big episode. No, but, I'll um, just I'll just say that I've only seen one of those three movies. I do want to see the other two because that one movie I have seen is amazing, and I'm already excited for his Star Wars just because of that one. Yeah, Ben's referring. I don't think I said the format. We're gonna watch all three of Ryan Johnson's uh, other films. Um, it's actually a take on a article which I've done a few times over the years. Um, I actually have one on Sofia Coppola <laughs> sitting in a folder that I never got to finish. I was trying to do before The Beguiled. But it's just a way to look at the early work of a director who's got a big new movie coming out. And I actually hope to maybe do it quarterly or something uh, next year. But um, it's, it's going to be titled Three Films In... Ryan Johnson, and those three films, if you didn't know, are Brick, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, The Brothers Bloom, starring Mark Ruffalo, Rachel Weisz, and Adrian Brody, and Looper, starring Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt again, and Bruce Willis. And Emily Blunt. And Emily Blunt is also great in that movie. So um, that is what we're going to be, we're going to talk about those movies next week. Uh, before the next podcast you see before Star Wars is going to be discussing those three movies. So if you want to be in on those movies, that podcast, start watching those. And uh, like I said, it might be one big thing. I I think I'm leaning on actually toward releasing them as separate little bits for each one getting their own little podcast that you can listen to. A little mini one like this one. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, thanks for listening. Go see The Disaster Artist. You will not be disappointed. And you uh, don't have to have seen The Room to go enjoy it. Um, I think I've made that pretty clear. But um, you might 
probably will want to see it after you watch The Disaster Artist. Great story, Zach. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time, friends. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs>